Now broadcasting on your favorite podcast platform, it's the Maverick Do It Different Podcast with your host, Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire. When you want to step up and dare to be different, when you will dare to be great and live up to your fullest potential, when you are ready to dare to be a maverick and live the life of your dreams filled with abundance, passion, and joy, then it's time to listen to me, Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Maverick Do It Different podcast. And welcome to this edition of the Maverick Do It Different podcast, where we dare to do it different, to create a different society, a different world for all of us as we live in this space and this time. Doing it different could not begin to describe our guest for today. This is one of our great authors in Be a Success Maverick, How Ordinary People Do It Different to Create Extraordinary Results. Brought to you by the Maverick Millionaire Publishing House, of course. And we are here to contribute to our world. Ellen Myers is here and she epitomizes creative contribution in all that she's done over the over her lifespan. Fine art consultant for many years, assisting private investors, museums to fill their collections. A journalist contributing articles to such esteemed publications as the New York Times, as well as publishing her own weekly, Dan's Papers of the Hamptons. Bred and showed Briar Dogs internationally, became the most award awarded breeder of, is it 20 Briard in Briards in Europe? It, it's uh, Bri- it's Briards. It's Briards, not Briards. Briards yeah. dogs, 20 Briards, uh, which uh, she became the award-winning breeder from North America in Europe. Enjoys a career as an actress as well, produced over seven plays or at, at least seven plays. Currently, she's producing a streaming series, The Accidental Wolf, where you can see it uh, streaming, nominated for an Emmy during its first season, and we're moving into its third season now. And is currently producing a major epic scale historic film that she's real close to the chest about because it's all happening right now and just amazing with what's next. And we'll talk about that right now with Ellen. Ellen Myers, absolute pleasure to have you here. It's really wonderful to be invited to be here. Um, Yeah, it's great. Thank you. And I want to ask with, with all that you've done, that creative endeavors on, on all the components, was there a moment in time that you can identify that said, oh, that's my journey. That's where, what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Uh, what, what's your journey looked like? Well, my journey, you know, it has been uh, <laughs> in its rawest sense, uh, I suppose it would be survival, <laughs> but in the but in the in the next step up, because survival is usually motivated by fear, and um, you don't want to really be motivated if you can if you can help it by fear. So right. in terms of aspirations and what you love, uh, I'd have to say um, I got my first inspiration from an early teacher, Joseph Campbell, who was the author of the phrase, follow your bliss. And so I always tried to do things that I had an attraction to and just 
and I would do them cold. So my journey is uh, the the um, unfortunate part, uh, I believe, is that I never had one particular goal that over it was more of just realizing that, that I had to take the journey and that I would always have to make decisions, but there was a willingness to deal with surprise, you have to, with yeah. things you didn't want to face, which yeah. you have to. And um, sooner or later, as Joseph Campbell said, you got to bring it all back home because if you can't make a contribution from all that, what's it been worth? So um, that's kind of what is driving me. Wait, when you say bring it all home, what does that mean? It means if you sometimes to make a journey that's um, unusual, meaning that you don't leave home, go to college and get married right away, especially for a woman, although it's more and more common. Um, and I'm not saying that's not a good thing to do. Understand I'm all for families. I'm all for that decision. But if that isn't what you do, nice. you are a bit on the outskirts of town in terms of most people's perceptions. Right. Like, what's wrong with her? Why isn't she doing that? I don't know. Do you, do you really want to invite her over? I mean, we're married with kids. What do we have in common anymore? There's a lot of things that you don't know that start to raise their heads. And um, so I would say bringing it all back home is when, if you've gone through all that, survived, feel you've done some things that are worthwhile, you bring it back home because you have a job as you're getting older to contribute something somewhere, or at least I think the desire is there. Right. So that you, you feel you've done, you've, you're, you are a part of your society in some way. And that having gone off track has given you a track from which to share a perception. Interesting. So you're, you're saying, you know, at, over and above everything else, we've got to be contributing members to society. And, and that's really key. And so whatever we do, whatever that passion is, if we kind of feel like we're off track, we, we need to bring that con contribution back to the main, to the masses, if you will. Well, otherwise, you know, unless you want to be a renegade, which is fine. You know, some people, that's their real like, whoa, that sounds fabulous. You know, and I have no judgment about that. Right. It's like, OK, you know, if you want to go sit in the Himalayas and study your navel. Right. Um, but it's OK with me. I have no judgment about it. <laughs> there you go. Someone like me and you're a little social underneath. Right. And you want some attention, which girls always want some attention. Hey, don't leave us guys out. We and want attention I, too. Right. We want, everyone wants some attention. You have to find a way to squeeze yourself back in. Yeah. You know, obviously I'm known as the Maverick millionaire. So this idea of being the renegade and being out on the outskirts has been most of my life as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Never, never had a corporate job, never worked for a nine to five. And so really relating to this conversation the, I guess the, my sense of the world is that as I'm doing this, I'm bringing the world closer to me rather than me going back home, if you will. Only I, I think that's just a mindset of mine 
and a, and a piece of this equation with that. It sounds like we're saying the same thing. Well, we are. And John Lennon said, you know, you can't go home again. And there is there is all that, you know, in a way you can't. I mean, once you once you've gone out of the range of let's put it behavior of things that even your family recognizes as being whatever. Right. You kind of have to keep going. Oh, it, it, and that's where success lies though. And you said it, you referenced it real quickly earlier in this discussion. It's, it's that, that we've got to be persevere through all of it. And with all the bumps and grinds and the changes that happen in our world, the people that really succeed are the ones that keep moving forward, that keep facing the, the demons and facing the dragons, slay them and go to the next one. And with all that you've done, and you've done so many things that have, that have brought you to high levels of success, have brought you to recognition, have brought you to some great experiences, what makes you different? Like, where did that come from that makes you persevere and succeed, makes you uh, that creative juices and moving from thing to thing to thing that you, you've enjoyed? What has made you and created you to be different than the people with the same knowledge, same skill set, same abilities that didn't create? Well, hmm, maybe. I mean, I don't know for sure. Um, I think there are a lot of ways to look at that. Uh, perseverance is key. I agree to success for anyone. It is really, first of all, you cannot give up on your dream. And if your dream involves self-reliance, the reason you can't stop is because you must confirm your value of self-reliance to yourself. It's really in a weird way about self-belief. Yes. And, and, um, and, and your own, in other words, my biggest competition in life, really, because I, first of all, I know there are millions of people better at everything than me, number one. But number two, I can't spend my time being competitive in the sense of wondering what everyone else is doing. So the only way I focus is what am I doing? Yes. So my competition is me. However, I think we're at a stage in life where you can see it all around the world. Everyone is needy. Everyone is insecure. The world is changing. And I really think somehow we've got to find ways to, and we're all entangled, you know, in the quantum field, we are all entangled, like it or not. We need to learn how to hear each other, see each other, and cooperate and I think more gets done right now by listening and bringing other people into your play. That's yeah. how I feel about it. Um, I think. Um, yeah, that the idea yeah. of listening. Yeah. The idea of all coming together. Uh, the more we have in the way of information and the information age that we've lived through. And now with all social media and all that, you know, every second of our life is broadcast. We've actually lost track of what information is and how to discern. And uh, it was interesting. I just saw a uh, video the other day about this guy that said, when I was in college, 
when I was in high school, even we used to do debates in class and whatever viewpoint you had, you had to debate the other side and you would be free to be able to say whatever you wanted and you would debate both sides of an argument and have a real clear argument. And you were judged by whether you could actually create a clarity of argument for the opposing view that you had just the day before. And that teaches critical thinking in this day and age. We're not even allowed to have that in our colleges and in our schools, let alone create it to be a platform. Yeah. It's, it's frightening. And we're so bombarded. I mean, I thought it was fascinating when you talked about, you know, information. And, and the reality is, is what people are thinking is information is propaganda and marketing. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I am firmly convinced that in 50 years from now, it, it may take at, at least that long that they will study this time period as being the epitome textbook of propaganda. And they could pick almost every issue that we have in our platform and watch. It's a propaganda machine every step of the way. And it's so sad when I have individual conversations and individually we understand, oh, here are the two sides and here's the plus and minus of both and the pros and cons. Only in mass, it, it's not happening. And it's such a shame. Well, I don't want to get into politics, but I saw, unfortunately, for the first time that breakdown in the last presidential election when they had debates and they were not debates because right. it wasn't based on real information. It wasn't based on someone speaking knowledge to knowledge. Right. And that right. was a shame as a, as a, as a model because that, that actually wasn't debate. Right. But we yeah. You know, and I'm not, you know, it's not about taking sides. It's just simply debating is a wonderful tool. I think it goes all the way back to Socrates, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah great stuff. So what do we do different? I know with, with everything that you're doing and everything that you're bringing to the table, even with the, the movie, with your TV show, with all the components that you bring, it is about helping to contribute to our society to tell a story and to share a contributing message. Well, yeah, I, I want, really quick want to clarify the uh, the uh, TV series. I am one of the producers. I'm not the main producer. This is not happening with me alone. Just want to clarify that. And the movie um, is going to require um, much more uh, public and known producers and executive producers than little old me because it's way beyond. I'm, I'm building something beyond me. But to answer. Um, yes. But to answer, we all do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. This is like, you know, make it and it will come, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. Well, we'll see. So, um, but your, your question was about the value of storytelling. Is that what you were asking me about? Yep. The value for me. Okay. I see the value of storytelling, good storytelling, and there's various kinds and they're all kind of, some of them, many of them are wonderful. When, what I'm hoping is that when there's a really good story, what I want is the audience to fall into the story, to let go and just, you know, let the story take them somewhere. And what my goal is, is in taking them somewhere, something of value and a shift 
in their perception because they're going to be following the perception I give them, right? Right. And it won't be how they normally necessarily see something. But that's the beauty of the artistic expression. And hopefully it puts a little light on something. And it isn't always, you know, some serious, dark, you know, blah, you know, none of that. It, it can be very playful. It can be whatever. But the idea of story is to give people more than what their own minds are telling them in the moment about something. Yes. That, I would expand that to all communication. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. I would too. And, and, and. You know, connecting the dots to what we were just talking about, that's one of the challenges is that people, uh, they look at communication in a different fashion than what we're describing here. And it's so powerful to help people see a different viewpoint That's the, or a different angle or a different piece of their world through storytelling, through communication, through the, all our media platforms, and to be able to share that in a way that they receive it. Yeah, that is that's a skill and a and an artistic ability, and um, it 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 is a gift maybe for some, you know for sure. I think it's a wonderful thing. I mean, I'm told that storytelling is the oldest form through which people learn. Oh yes, and so its value is is potentially fundamental. You know, yes, and to 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 growth. In other words, you can you can we all live our lives, but by reading some books, you may have traveled around the world sixteen times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading and watching and experiencing and and all these shares and so it's so important. And I think it's a it's something that's being lost now. Um, and, and I look to bring it back, even with stage training. And a lot of what I do is on stage and platforms like this. Telling the story is the, the epitome of what we do. Without the stories of our life and our experiences and, hey, this is what happened during this time. Do you see the lesson within the story? Uh, people would, wouldn't receive most of what I say. And wouldn't receive the real shift for themselves. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's the thing that we need to sharpen our axe on. That's beautiful. So you like to, you like to create a shift in people. That's oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, 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 it's the thing that I love. It's the thing I love about and my passion with everything that I do is watching the light bulbs go off. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. With, with everything, so we, we've talked about it. I'm going to shift gears just a little bit. Okay. Um, with uh, what's next for you? So you've gone through all this. You, you've uh, had just amazing experiences in your, in your lifetime. And you've got a few projects right now. What, what's the next year, the next couple years look like for you? What, what's really your, your uh, next journey? Oh, uh-huh. Well, this this movie, you know, story um, is probably going to take a little bit longer, you know, than uh, I'm hoping to get it ripe and available for its next, you know, step. Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly this year, hopefully, hopefully even sooner than the end of the year. 
right? Uh, I don't know that um, when the bigger wheels come in, if they'll seek to have me stay attached so that themes stay on target or whether, you know, they'll just take it away, you know, and stuff, you know, whatever. But unknown and all that, I really would like to spend some time reframing my love of metaphysics and with the quantum field being the science of today and with so much shifting in models, I would maybe like to do some kind of short little, I don't know, I don't know if I want to do a podcast. I don't know much about this media. Um, Maybe something where I would love to engage people in short conversations to tap into, you know, them, what in the invisible world, if they, which they've never probably really thought about what they do that way, but everything everyone does is first coming from an idea and an idea is not a tangible thing. And I want to say, you know, in the quantum field, everything's frequency. You've, you picked, uh, you know, you've picked something and now you're trying to do it. And let's just look at, what that really might mean in terms of your imagination. Oh my gosh. You know, and, and, and just sort of study, you know, talk to them about the way I'm seeing what they're not seeing about what they're doing and have them speak to that more in terms of the invisible aspects of actually what's motivating them and, and them understanding that it really comes from that very human gift, which no other animal has on the planet that I know of, called your imagination. You know, Einstein said imagination is more important than knowledge. And um, I really, yep. I really want to honor people's space to have them maybe look at that right now, because quantum field is saying it's it's perfect. This is cool. This is it. You know, and um, and so I, maybe something to do with that. Something somehow to do with that. Yeah, it's so it's so great. And we talk the same language. What you put out there, you get back. And and when I talk about putting it out there, when you imagine it, you can create it. Yeah. And it at, but it first starts internal. It first starts as this the this theory, this idea, this thought, this belief that then transforms or or manifests into the physical world. And everything that I've built in my life has been based on that process. And so absolutely um, talking and, and you've got a strong background in that, a strong understanding, talking to that, to our, uh, to the people that are listening and to really connect with people around the world in that, at that level, mm-hmm. I think they'd be really served to talk to you and to help you unlock some of their creative endeavors. Yeah, that's, uh, that would be, thank you for that. I mean, I think it's beautiful. I mean, we don't have a schools of the imagination. I keep you know, wanting to go into Harry Potter or something, but, you know, but actually. Oh, that's great. It's, it's in science. It's in everything, right? I mean, yeah. imagination is in. Right. Is, Without a doubt. The school of imagination. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. You need to write that down. Uh, all that, right. that is, that's a keeper. Because um, it really is, it's the it's the cornerstone of everything else. Everything gets built on that being the starting point, and, and you've got to build on that. 
Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and I love what I think is important is imagination can be used to be very simplistic for the dark side or the light side or anywhere in between on the spectrum. And I just hope that when people use their imagination, they're thinking of something worthy. Here, here. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, being an author with Be a Success Maverick, you're in the right place. That became a, a thought and idea so many years ago that is now in fruition and being brought to market. And I'm so thankful that you're a part of it. I've got a couple quick questions for you. Get, letting people know a couple things from your point of view. Um, we've got people that are listening all around the world. You're an avid reader. What's one of your favorite books that you would recommend people read? Oh, my gosh. That's a really tough one. Well, it depends what age they're at. I'm a firm believer in Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, you know, uh, I think of course, as from childhood, that was one of my favorites. And I think Nancy Drew mystery stories were hit with me. Oh, back. my gosh. And, You're bringing uh, me back. I know. As an adult, oh my God, it you know it goes into so many branches of different um, thinking. Uh, um, a favorite, uh, um, hmm, I hmm. hard to say in the in the in the adult world because a, a lot of things um, in the novel world. <clears throat> I'm I'm going to say this. It, it's really. Uh, um, when I was a pubescent girl, I was a novel reader. I, I read mostly novels. I read nothing to do with science too much or history unless I had to. Right. Um, so in those years, you know, I, I, I read kind of dense things, actually, but, but they were intriguing to me. I remember reading novels by a German writer called Thomas Mann. I remember reading romances by jo Jane Eyre and thinking, oh, I'm going to go to England and Wales and I'm going to meet the most romantic man. <laughs> you know, we're going to get lost on the moors or something. You know, it was just yep. to think about things like that. And um, as a, a, a mature person, which I may or may not be <laughs> um, today, uh, I'm going to say... Uh, I, in business, I do like the book that you used that started you out. I think Think and Grow Rich is a, here, is here. a wonderful book for people to look at. If, if um, Definitely talks know. about the metaphysics and the quantum physics components of our world. Yeah, yes. I, like, I like that. Um, of course, I like Joseph Campbell, Hero with a Thousand Faces, which, oh, very was, good. which was written for anthropology but made its way into Hollywood as the the foundation for building archetypes anyway, yeah. but that, that is quite a wonderful book actually. Perfect. I, and I want to move on to, uh, and this may be tougher or easier for you. Hmm. Your favorite movie. Hmm. Pick one. I know you've got several. Uh, Casablanca. And why? Oh, uh, it was, because at heart, I'm a romantic. <laughs> and I thought it actually it was just a, a, a beautiful, yet, you know, it was, it was new in its form because of the reality-based, uh, you know, background. Right. But it was a very romantic story. And I thought it was very well written. And so I will always love Casablanca. 
um, yeah, as one as a favorite movie, Very and I cool. love the stars of Casablanca. Yes, you know I love and It was she that made me want to be an actress. It wasn't Marilyn Monroe, quite frankly. <laughs> so yeah. I had a different sensibility, and so she really, you know, impressed me. I liked Humphrey Bogart you know, and all the other people in it. I, I just very enjoyed, cool. it was very simple. And it was actually like a play. The yes. staging didn't move much. No. It was actually a, a really much more very, like a play. Very well, good. Yeah. Well done. Uh, with everyone that's listening here, as we, as we close out, final words of wisdom to share with our audience? Yeah. Love your life. In all aspects. Yeah, so embrace great. it. Em- embrace it. The good times, the bad times. It's your life, for God's sakes. Yeah. And, it, yeah, and you it, only get one. Yeah. So I'm told. It's a gift, and make it count. That's it. Awesome. Ellen, absolute pleasure for anyone that wants a gift of just understanding and talking about how they can lighten up the world, share their story, understand how to quantum leap in from the inside out and increase their imagination or anyone that just wants to connect with someone extra special. Ellen Myers is here. Her contact information is here. Absolutely reach out to her and get Be a Success Maverick, How Ordinary People Do It Different to Create extraordinary results and read the rest of her story in her chapter in the book. Absolute pleasure having you here, Ellen. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Thank you for your time. Have a good day. This is Paul Fink. This is the Maverick Do It Different podcast where we dare to do it different and bring you just amazing, amazing information to create a difference in your world as well. Till next time, everyone. Thanks for listening to Paul Fink. That's me, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Maverick Do It Different podcast. You can listen to us anytime, 24-7, on your podcast listening platform of choice. Introduce us to your friends. Give us five-star rating and subscribe. And share us across all your social media platforms to anyone that could really utilize this message right now. Till next time, everyone.